You are now entering the mind of one of rock's greatest musicians, a former singer of Styx. The exclusive podcast, Come Sail Away, with Dennis D. Young. Hey kids, how you doing? Dennis DeYoung back again, and this week we're going to talk about, well, let's get back to it, Dennis, music. And the thing that interests me is why people like particular kinds of music, because I know you've heard this before. People will say to you, oh, I hate that, I hate all that, I hate this, I hate that. They're just never going to listen to it. The ones that come up very often you hear people say is, oh, I, 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 I hate that country western music. You know, they haven't said country western in, I don't know, 30 years. But they'll say that, and, and I don't understand how they could say that, but people just don't like it for some reason. Or they'll say, I can't st- stand opera. It's all this, ooh, and, you know, and, and, and wine glasses breaking and stuff like that. So people will say, oh, I can't stand rap. Rap's not, well, okay, I get it. But for me, um, I can almost always find something to like in almost every musical genre, which is a French word for stuff, that you can imagine. Um, I I find the good in it. That doesn't mean I particularly like one style over another. I can like anything that's really well done. But if if I had my druthers, uh, I would say I'm a melody man first. I love melody, melody and harmony, and then rhythm. And the lyrics, they're important too, but really... You've got me if you've got a great melody. I've got some beautiful harmony. That's just me. I always said I'm a melody man in a rhythm age. But what makes people like what they like? Is it <clears throat> hardwiring in the brain? I don't know. I remember the very first thing I rem- being exposed to musically, other than my parents playing on their 78s, uh, all the big bands from their era. And they didn't play a lot of music in our house. They really didn't. But... My next-door neighbor, Georgie Brzezinski, who was like six years older than me, and I must have been, let's see, I was a, probably, it was like 1953. I know. <laughs> Don't laugh. I, 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 1953, I was seven years old, and Georgie would come over and play the accordion. And have you ever seen accordion players? I mean, it's, it's, it's a show, baby. It's a band. They used to say, it's a band all in itself. Yeah, an aggravating one. But nonetheless, buttons are flashing, bellows are going in out of hands, fingers are flying up and down black and white keyboards. And the instrument itself, the, the, most of them, they're very shiny. They got little, you know, rhinestones here and things are flashing. It's, it's, it's a really cool thing to look at. So I was exposed to that early. But I, as I've said before, <clears throat> the thing I think I recognize was that my mother's eyes lit up when Georgie played the accordion. My mother was Italian. Okay, Georgie was Polish. If it wasn't for the Italians and the Polish and some of the Mexicans, they could stop making accordions. But my mother's eyes lit up, and I saw that. But I really love the sound of the accordion. Remember, it's 53. There's no rock and roll yet, really, of any nature. 1950, 1954. So close enough. So that was my first exposure to music, and then I started taking lessons and started playing, trying to make sound out of this gigantic box that went in and out and in and out. Uh, to quote the, what, how, the, the, who would say, the squeeze box? Yeah. So I did love the sound of music, and I don't mean the musical, which is very good as well. But why do people, like in the modern times, like it's, let's say, from the 60s on, when they had exposure to popular radio and rock and roll was really becoming, you know, coming into his own, what made people 
choose one kind of music over another. I wonder if some of it is when people develop their their appreciation for music, it's probably in that middle school to high school period, and I think there might be some peer pressure involved with, you know, who likes what? What club do you belong to? Are you with these people? Are you with those people? Are you with the jocks? Are you with the cool kids? Are you with the outcasts? You know, you pick a club because the one that most suits how you view yourself in your environment. So I wonder if people say, well, I really like that because I'm in that club and everyone in this club likes this kind of music. So I'm going to like this kind of music. I don't really know. But I was going through all the different genres and I picked on a couple. Um, I mean, the genres I picked on that were uh, that that people say I hear them say all the time that they don't like right out of hand. I I really like a lot of that music, lots of it. Uh, but I was looking at uh, all the categories A to Z. You know what I mean? From like what what do we got from art rock to zydeco and everything in between. I was looking and saying, okay, what are the what are the musics here that I might? What don't I understand? What don't I know that I might find? Um, you know, I might say, hey, I don't like that music that much. So I I looked and I saw. Boom, death metal comes up. Well, I didn't know much about death metal. I didn't. I knew something about death metal. I'd heard a little bit here and there, but I'd never really paid attention to it, so I did a little investigating for you. And so I Googled it because uh, I couldn't find my Encyclopedia Britannica. It must be in the garage someplace in a box. So I go, what are the top 10 um, best death metal bands? So I guess they get metal and they have death metal. I said, let me go to the extreme. Maybe I'll find something I like. And what do I find? Well, here are the, here, here are the names of the bands. Uh, first one num- at number 10 was Autopsy. And I thought, okay, Autopsy, cutting people apart and see what's inside their body. And the next one was Vader, which I imagine is something to do with Darth Vader. I got I to gotta imagine. And then there's Carcass. And uh, there you go, Carcass. And... Here's one I like. I like the name Gorguts. That's right. G-O-R-G-U-T-S. That was pretty cool for a name. And then we have Bolt Thrower. Bolt Thrower, which is better always than being the bolt catcher. Always. If you're going to be one of the bolt guys, be the thrower, not the catcher. Uh, looked like there was a girl in this band, but I, when I went and saw them live on the video on, on the YouTube, I didn't notice one. And then we have Immolation, which I think is being burned alive or being burned up. And then if that isn't, if they don't kill you there, the next band is Suffocation. So you see, there's a lot of ways to go. It's not like choking on a pizza. Let's see. Morbid Angel. Eh, okay. Looks like Led Zeppelin a little bit, isn't it? Um, cannibal Corpse. You got them both there. You got Cannibal and you got the Corpse all at the same time. You know. And then, last but not least, number one was, well, Death. There you go. Cut to the chase. Death. Um now, I listen to this music. I listen for about an hour um, to all these different bands, just excerpts. And what I've surmised from it is, theoretically, these cats can play. Uh, don't, don't sell them short. It's not like, uh, it's, it's not like uh, well, I don't know, early punk bands who were all about attitude and really couldn't play their instruments very, very well. They were just about, you know, the rebellion. Um, these guys, they can play. The drummer, the bass, is usually two guitar players, a bass and a drum for the most part. Uh, keyboard players s- seem to be, you know, t- need not apply. Oh, and another thing, um, another thing I noticed was uh, even though their arrangements are intricate and they can really fly, they have 
the only thing that uh, smacks of a melody is when the guitar players are either playing melodic lines or playing two guitar parts in harmony and playing melodic lines. Because when it comes to the actual verses of the song where they, I guess you call them singers, uh, all I would, I would m- more apt to call them frontmen, the guys in the, in the front who growl uh, or, or scream or shriek or do something, uh, they, they're not really singing notes. They're just kind of like, it's the shock value of the whole thing. Although after seeing 10 bands, the shock value wore off. And my first thought was, excuse me, do they all have the same singer? What, what's the point of, I mean, because they all really, it's guys shouting and screaming. And I thought right away, you know what I'd like to have? I'd like to have the throat lozenge concession on these tours. I don't know how these guys do it. I do that. I, I hurt for a week. I, they must have a trick. Must be something. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I looked at some of the lyrics because I, I figured there must be uh, lyric-based because it's certainly not melody-based. Um, and, you know, it's it's what you would think from a band named Carcass or Gore Guts or Death. It's about death and, you know, horrible things happening left and right. Um I guess it's supposed to scare the adolescent male uh, because I, I looked at the concerts and it was not, the audience was not to be confused with the Taylor Swift audience in no way, shape, or form. And and another thing, a prerequisite for these bands was long straight hair would be right on the top of the list for requirements to get in because they swing their heads in the long straight hair. If you've got curly hair, don't apply either. Although I saw a couple of guys with the curly hair, but this one band, and I can't remember which one it was, it was impressive. The two guys or the three guys, they're swinging their head around and around, head down, and the hair was flying. And, and, and I, the first thing I thought was chiropractor. But nonetheless, they were doing it, and they were going at it. They were, it was serious business that they were doing that stuff. But um, the thing for me was um, there wasn't enough, enough melody, if, if, if there was any. And... Although I respected the musicianship and the dedication uh, to the intricacies of what they were doing, I just figured, you know what, I don't, I, I don't think there's anything here for me to like too much. I could respect it. I don't think I could like it, and and I didn't. So th- there, there's my, my my take on death metal. You know, cheery. Start Monday morning. Death metal. Oh, this is a let's have a death metal Tuesday. Anyway. I'm not making fun, maybe a little bit, but enjoy it. I, I saw the ad audience out there, they're doing the mosh pit thing, jumping up and down and, and swinging their head and having a great time. And you know what I say? Have a great time. If you're having a great time with it, it's fine by me. Go for it. Uh, in the upcoming uh, podcast, I'm going to talk about other musical categories and, and and do a little bit of riff on all that stuff but today for some no, unknown reason I, I i got into death metal and i i hope you enjoyed this and may the universe spin in your direction cheers enlightening perhaps entertaining always thanks for listening to the podcast come sail away with dennis DeYoung. get the next new episode friday morning at 7 a.m on this website